Welcome to Destroy the Hairdresser, the podcast. I'm David Bosher. And I'm Sid Sharice. And today we're talking to Misha G. On today's episode, Misha shares with us about what it was like to build her career with a well-known brand and leave that career behind and start a new one of her own. All right, so Sid and I are back in New York City after traveling... For over a week. Yeah, I think it was 10 days total from... New York to Wisconsin to Detroit and you were in Pittsburgh and then we went to Denver and now we're back in Detroit and I don't I can't believe I'm not sick or yeah we almost we had a little scare you know but we went and got facials and took a lot of medicine I found that if you just (laughs) do facials and massage while you're traveling you're fine yeah that's your body like relaxes Milwaukee was so great nice hair salon with K-Kent was wonderful and uh, everybody in that class was so engaged and so great. So if you were in that class, thank you for coming. It was um, fun. Milwaukee shocked me. I wish I had time to. I didn't know see that more. Milwaukee was Brooklyn. so cool. Yeah. <laughs> I really didn't know that. It was, it was... so cool. I, and we only went like a block away from right. the salon and where we were staying. So I wish I want to go back and like see more. It was really cool. And um, Kate was so gracious to let us stay in her really cool apartment. And she had a. Awesome I want Brooklyn it. Apartment. She really did. It in was Brooklyn, Brooklyn 2.0. <laughs> Brooklyn, Wisconsin. Um, and then, you know, the nice week break that I had was wonderful. You went and saw your family. And then Denver was super, super cool. If anyone's been to Denver, it's a mile high up in the air, right? Yeah. Which I've been and I've, and I've experienced it, but you have not. And you had a headache the entire time. Yeah, we both got altitude sickness, but I didn't know I had it. So I kept trying to do things to stop. Like, I, I had, had a horrible pure, headache. pure insomnia. Like, yeah. I, I was like, we were like, good night. And then at 4 a.m., Sid looks over and I'm like texting. <laughs> I'm like, who's awake? <laughs> I'm like, what is happening? But um, Denver was, was so cool. And yeah, everybody there was so great. Yeah, the sun. I missed the sun so much. And even though it was freezing, it was like... All sorts of sunshine, so it was it was nice to get some vitamin D. Yeah, we're life. excited to go back to Denver. We had a lot of people that were interested in, in hosting us, so if you didn't get a chance to see us this time on our Risky Business Tour, hopefully you'll get a chance to see us next fall on our other tour that we haven't named yet. <laughs> <laughs> that we Name TBD. Yes, but um, we're here and we're excited to have another special guest. Yeah, so today we have Misha G., in the house, what's up? <laughs> Cutting extraordinaire, <laughs> and you and I actually met um, at Fashion Week. What was that like? A year ago? I feel like it was more than a year. Probably a year ago. A year ago. Years ago. I don't even know what day it is. So who I... knows? And um, <laughs> it was instant love. You were so great to me, and I loved um... the reality. She doesn't remember you. No, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, <Yeah. laughs> we, we, we were we were assisting Odile Gilbert, which I'm like, yes, one of yeah. the like, yeah. top women in the industry. That's amazing. And I know about you, I don't know, we, um, I had known you through, like, you just being a part of Bumble, and so it was, I was so excited to, like, meet you, and, like, and then we, like, became insta-lesbian friends on Instagram, <laughs> and, like, realized yeah, like that we me. have so much of the same life, and then we've pretty much just been chatting on and off for whatever, and then... A few years. I uh, asked you to be on the podcast, and it's... A year ago. (laughs) (laughs) We have been going back and forth. You know what? But, like, you were like, I'm so sorry I haven't responded. I'm like, we're artists. Like, that's how it goes. Like, DMs get... I lose my DMs constantly. You would message me, and then I would forget about you for a month, and then I would message you, and you would forget about I me for a month. I don't even own a computer, so everything I do is on my phone, and I'm (laughs) really bad at it. But you're here, and we love you, and I'm so thankful that you were able to come and You work next door. I work pretty much next door. Yeah, Yeah, down the street. Same street, 23rd, main space. 
We work for hair. It's really chic. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's, so it's fun. I'm interested in knowing kind of your history because I've been following, I don't know you like Sid knows you from Fashion Week, but I've been following you on Instagram and it looks like you were at Bumble for a while. Huh. For I was. A long I time. was. Uh, let, let, let Give me, us the tea. Let me take you down the history of uh, Misha G. <laughs> you were born so, in. I was born in a small town called Buffalo. So um, I was born in um, Buffalo, New York, and I was raised there. And I always wanted to do hair. My aunt was a hairdresser, but she was more like, worked in a strip mall situation hairdresser and my father was like absolutely not you're not working in the service industry you should be a teacher or like a doctor and I was like yeah okay um so I actually went to school for biology and uh was going to go pre-med for a few years until I realized I don't want to do that and then I switched art history didn't want to do that and then I dropped out of school didn't tell my dad and I went to hair school <laughs> above an Applebee's in um <laughs> they had a great job so you were down there every other day for like um, the two I, for one I was for happy hour yeah. because I would often like miss classes for beauty school and have to make up the days to do the morning shift and the night shift and I'd spend the middle afternoon at Applebee's. Um, <laughs> you got really creative. But um, while, it was, while I was um, in beauty school, I assisted at a salon. Um, it was called Chaison. They had an uptown and a downtown location and they carried Bumble products, which I had never heard of before. And I think they carried like Redken or like a Big Sexy, some other big brand um, but uh, big sassy, right? Sassy, big sassy, sassy. big sassy. Actually, throwback. Who was the guy? From, was it Michael O'Rourke or Mickey O'Rourke or some guy from Big Sassy? Are they still like rocking? I have no I idea. I haven't been to a hair show in forever, and they well, used to always have the big hair shows. My beauty school took me to a hair show, and the guy from the Big Sexy cut my hair on stage. Uh, he was like, you. And I was like, ah! And I didn't know how to say no. But anyway. And that's um, how you became a lesbian. That's how I became a lesbian. I was like, no! No, 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 no. That, 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 that is another story for another day. You're like, no. That's, that's a different podcast. That's a different podcast. But, um, yeah, so I discovered Bumble products, and I was like, holy shit, this is like the, the coolest like visuals and coolest thing I've ever seen. And everything that we were doing in beauty school, I was like, Ugh, ugly. Because, you know, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's beauty school. school. It's beauty school. <laughs> and all we did was like old lady roller sets, which I was so into there. Um, and so I started watching all the hair stories videos from, from Bumble. I still have them all. Um, if you That's guys cool. have never, do you know, do you remember them? No, no? but I think it's cool oh like, having that vintage I have, collection. I want to like switch them all from DVD. I don't even own a DVD player or a <laughs> yeah. computer. I don't own anything. I don't know how to watch them, but it was the coolest thing. They would come out, I think like quarterly and it was a whole visual book with a DVD included. And it hmm. was, it was like, um, haircuts, things from backstage, all these videos from Laurent Philippone. He did this one hairstyle from baby fat years ago. And I watched that hairstyle over and over again and recreated it. Coolest thing. That's, that's really cool. You know, you have to do that now, and like, because we talked about it on the podcast. So you have. I know. To I, I have to find it. some way to put them online because people <laughs> ask me about them. It's the coolest collection. So I became really into Bumble, and um, the uh, sorry, Anne, if you're listening, the salon owner was kind of really mean to me because, to, to be honest, I wasn't really the best employee. Like, I was like, I can't listen to your rules. I just want to do this. Yeah. Like, you wanted to break out. Yeah, I'm just like, I don't understand why I can't have. If I'm not busy, can't have friends come in to do their hair. So um, I can't remember if I quit or if I got fired. I'm not sure. But um, I worked under this woman, Maggie Ryan, who still cuts hair uptown in Bumble, but moved back to Buffalo. And she was my mentor. And she's like, you have all the creative ability, but you don't have the technical skill yet. And I was like, ah, but I just want to like do this. I want to do it now. I want to do it now. But I didn't really know what I was doing. So she told me to um, bartend in Buffalo, save up as much money as I could, and literally leave Buffalo. Um, cause she's like, if you don't leave Buffalo, you're probably going to die. Cause I was 
really yeah. big party girl. And <laughs> there was nothing else to do. You're bored. Yeah. You're, ma- you're making all this money. You're paying $400 in rent. What else are you going to do in yeah. Buffalo besides, like, drink and party every night? Yep. So I saved up all of my money, went on my big last party woo-ha to Toronto, and then um, I got hired at Bumble uh, about 11 years ago, and I lied and said I lived in New York, and I, I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I got hired on the spot, found an apartment in Astoria, which I found out was in Queens, didn't know that. And <laughs> yeah, I, this is close enough. I now you're like, like... I have no idea where I am. You're like, I, I live in Astoria, Brooklyn. I packed up a moving truck and drove um, from Buffalo to New York and moved in on a Monday and started work on a Tuesday. And I was an apprentice there for like a year. It was, it was cool. And it was right at the time that... Um, uh, Estee Lauder just bought Bumble, so Michael Gordon was still kind of tippling around, and um, Howard McLaren was still there. I remember him always making fun of me um, because I would match my glasses to my shoes to my scarf, but wear all black. <laughs> it was like like the mid- was this pre yellow hair? Pre yellow hair. Got I it. was a bleach blonde. Got it. And then they gave me like an ombre, like I had like brown roots. It was just <laughs> and a beach wave. It was the strangest thing. Um, but yeah, so I was at Bumble for like. Uh, Almost 11 years. Um, started as an assistant, got on the floor cutting, started doing um, backstage work, which was really cool. Um, the first show I did was Ralph Ritchie with Laurent Philippone. Oh, that's awesome. Um, I had... Full circle. Full circle. Of videos. Right? Like, yeah. But no one told me I wasn't supposed to set up, and I was supposed to assist, so I set up. I didn't know I was next to Laurent. Had no idea. And um, everyone just watched me like crash and burn, which was cool. <laughs> you learned the you learned that you learned way. Right. Yeah. So then um, I started doing education at Bumble and all these other really cool things. Like I feel like I um, did a lot of things that people never were allowed to do there, which was cool. They sent me to this festival in London. They sent me all over on tour with Laurent. Why do you think they did that? Um, I don't know, maybe because I was like the loudest. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure. So he's like, I want to do this stuff. I want to do that. And they just like sent me to all these cool places. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my last year there, uh, they signed me to a contract. And I guess I was one of the only or the few salon employees that had a contract and did education. That's and great. it was this guy, Buddy Porter from LA and I um, on the contract. But the whole program kind of fizzled out and it didn't really do what it was supposed to. What was the, so what were they it having was, you do? It was supposed to be like, we were supposed to like, I don't know, like, re, breathe fresh life into it, revive it. It was going to be like a Buddy Porter in LA and a Misha G in New York and doing cool things. The concept sounds The concept awesome. was going to be cool, but there just wasn't the, I don't know, steam Backing behind the it. support. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of just fizzled out. And, and then I got fired. <laughs> <laughs> Blessing in disguise. You got fired. How'd you get fired? What happened there? Uh, so there was lots of changes going on. Um, and for about a year, I just wasn't happy there. And it's like, I, I was just so sad seeing a company I loved so much just become what it wasn't anymore. Um, it, it, the rules became stricter. Um, they, they just wanted me to cut more hair, sell more products, and just sucked all the fun out of it. And I was becoming so bitter and complaining all the time. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't making any effort to make a change. I was just like, felt like I was stuck in it. Because working for a big company as a hairdresser, you get 401k. I don't even know what that was before. Yeah. And so, so they make it very hard for you to leave, yeah. um, which is fine. It works for some people. If I had a family and children, it, it would be fine. Yeah. But um, the, the salon moved from the 7th and 8th floor, downsized to the 6th floor, and it just wasn't special anymore. And I noticed the change. And I, I'm not, like, I would do my job for no money if there was some way to, like, pay for rent and seashells or something <laughs> like that. But Because, like, I'm not in it just to, like, like do high-priced haircuts and sell products and make a commission. Like, I just, I can't 
You mean the ten dollar commission off your products? Right, and I can't, I can't lie to my clients. Like I'd be like, "Do I need this product?" And I was like, "I don't know. Do you, do you want it?" I'm like, "You, you can get anyway." So um, I just no, became I just became sad. I became bitter, and my clients were noticing, and they kept asking me like, "If you leave, how will I find you?" And I was like, "Well, follow me on Instagram. Yep. Like, you can find me." And it was like this self fulfilling prophecy where I put the vibes out there, and there was a situation where I bought a plant. It was Plantgate 2017. <laughs> I apparently wasn't allowed to have a plant on my station, even though it was the only thing that made me happy. And I put all of my feelings into this four-inch succulent. And one day, I stepped out for lunch. I came back. I was told I couldn't have the plant. Um, I think I had a panic attack because I broke out in hives, turned red, started sweating. And I went, okay. And then I just calmly grabbed my scissor case, grabbed my plant, walked to the front, said, I don't feel good. I have to go home. And then... Um, they canceled my clients for the next week, and it was the week before Christmas. And then two days later, I got a call from HR saying I was terminated. Wow. Never yeah. got a meeting in person, which was really, you know, I'm glad that it happened, but it was really heartbreaking because I worked for the company for so long. Yeah. And yeah. I never even got an in-person meeting. And I was like, well, it wasn't meant to be. We always tell our students to, like, when we're on the verge, like, when we're subconsciously asking for a change, yeah. but we don't know how to make it. Um the universe will do something so drastic yeah. to force you into something because you're supposed to be so much greater. And yeah. so, like, when you get stuck in this situation, it's like you weren't going to make the changes. You literally had to be kicked out in order for you to do something. Yeah, and I, I don't know, like, I don't know if it was me, like, just being like a pussy, like, oh my god, what am I going to do? Yeah. I can't go out on my own. Um, because you do get it's really fearful. And you, do, we did that when we left yeah. our salary jobs with yeah. Aveda. It was like yeah. we have this idea to create this company that we we created on a napkin, and we were like, let's hope it works. And right? now we're here. Yeah, because so. I was on salary. I had a separate. Um, I had a separate contract. I was on commission. I got paid from um, education. I was getting paid from like literally every department ever invented inside of Bumble and Bumble yeah. and all these other things. But I just felt like I was just like waking up and just going through the motions. Mm-hmm. It's like being in a robot. In a, yeah, in a bad relationship. But I couldn't think for myself. Yeah, that comes in. Yeah, <laughs> I, I couldn't think for you myself. You were in love with your captor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I am grateful so much for yeah. the company and, and what it did for me. But I was like, I feel like I did everything I could do there. Like, yeah. what else was there to do? Um, yeah, and that and happened right around Christmas. How do you feel about, what's your opinion about the corporate hair world? What are your, what are your raw thoughts? Raw thoughts. I feel like they're, they're, I don't know. I feel like it's like a necessary evil, like social media. It's like needed, but maybe, I don't think I could ever fully give myself to a company ever again. Right. I think there used to be, um, like we went from being like a craft in the industry, like everything mm-hmm. was craft based. And then all of a sudden we started creating our own products and then it became more of a corporate base and then it was a service industry. We yeah. became a service industry. We became restaurants. And then we became right. restaurants and it was like all about the like customers always right. You have no say. You're wrong. Blah, blah, blah. You're selling your soul. You can't make money. And now we're kind of shifting back shifting as a whole back, back yeah. into that like individualized artist movement. And I feel like to be um, like back in the day, like in the 80s and the 90s and all that went bump in the early 2000s. Uh, that was the only way you can really make a career is to work for a big company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You needed the big name because so, how else would people know who you are? Yeah. But now, again, necessary evil thanks to social media. We have right. Instagram. You have Instagram. You can be famous and, overnight. Yeah, and as long as you have the... Uh, another opinion about that too. <laughs> as long as you have like the training, the the technical skill, the like you developed your eye in a uh, ple- aesthetically pleasing way for your clients, I feel like you can go off on your own and make your own name without needing to be attached to a big name or a big company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I, but I think there's also like people that like that idea, but then people that like to go to the independent hairdressers. I have a, I have so I mainly coach salon owners and leaders, mm-hmm. 
And there's this, everyone's a bit freaked out right now. Everyone's scared. Huge exodus to like rental. Right. But I, that's only happening because the systems in commission salons aren't working. Mm-hmm. So as soon There's as no we growth. fix the systems, everybody will right. come back because the thing about millennials and the new generation Z is they want a community, mm-hmm. right. and they get lo- you'll get you get lonely after a while. So unless you're someone who is working rental and you're still around people, like a co-working right. space, then it'll work. Or if you really just want to be really some people like being by themselves. Yeah. Some, but someone Water like someone too. like me. <laughs> oh, what are you? I'm a uh, fire Aries, Cancer, Pisces. <laughs> so <laughs> Pisces. So my point is that when when salon owners start fixing and getting rid of those old systems, like I love my my favorite one is oh well if someone um, takes time off they have to make that time up. No. How? how? Well, well, that's what it, how like, do you make time off in the arts? And what was happening to me was I was working in the salon five days a week. I was always fully booked with clients, very busy. But then I also did um, Fashion Week and editorial. Mm-hmm. So I did Fashion Week with Bumble, but then I decided to, and thankfully I did that, um, expand outside of Bumble. And I was doing New York Fashion Week with people not associated with Bumble. Like I worked with Duffy, Gary Gill, Holly Smith. I tried out um, a little bit of the Guido thing. Um, dabbled. Da- dabbled. I dabbled. 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 Because I, I wanted to say, like, <laughs> I did it and find out what my where my tribe was. And then I was going to Europe, to Milan and Paris for, like, six years. Yeah, you were gone forever. <laughs> I was gone forever. But while I was in Europe working the shows, in order for me to get time off of the salon, even though my clients all go to me because I did do these other things, so it was of value to them, I would have to use my paid vacation days to go to Europe which then in turn meant I get no vacation, mm-hmm. which right. means that I, I, I literally for like Your four, body, four yeah. to six years worked pretty much every single solitary day without any personal vacation um, at all. It's like the day and, off here. Then. And in the creative industry, you can't really do that. I feel like you need some flexibility because some days it's so days hard. Mental health days. Right. Yeah. And some days, like, what is it? Like, you just can't even? Or yeah. Like, I just, like, <laughs> yeah. Because your body can't. Yeah. Like, it's exa- I mean, and emotional. And, and I am an emotional hairdresser. Mm-hmm. If I, if an I, artist. yeah, if I, I'm not a robot, like yeah. I can't just, I can't do it. Um, so I feel like maybe if there was more flexibility or something like you're not just like a lazy, like fuck off hairstylist, yeah. you want to do all these things, but in a way that when is you, yeah, when you good get, for everyone. When you give people space, they yeah. work harder. Well, so the thing, so where I'm at now, main space, it's beautiful. Thank you, Arturo. Um, <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of my students are going to main space. There. And it's absolutely beautiful, but I rent, um, Two to three days a week, I pay a day rate. I'm there from ten to eight. I work long days, but it's on my terms. Mm-hmm. And the rates and are really reasonable. The rates very reasonable. Um, but my clients, they they say like they feel a difference in me because it's me choosing when I want to work and how I want to work, mm-hmm. versus being told what days yeah. I have to be there, how many people I have to do, how what my appointment times have to be. It's exciting again. And the salon, it's I think salons could do that. Yeah. But they, it, you and have to be someone who can let scared. go of control. Right. And I do everything on, like, everyone does everything on their own. We all get our own room, but we keep the common space clean. If we see something, we pick it up. We sweep if we have to sweep. It's like So you're doing all the things that salon owners want you to do. You're doing everything, but, because... but no one's telling you to do <laughs> yeah. it. Because, because it's just like, okay, this is my space. Yeah. I want it to look nice it to be while good. I'm here. Yeah. I teach most of the behind the chair and the, the suite owners or, you know, the booth rentals. And I think the one thing that I see the most is, like, um, my students get stuck in a commission salon where they are 
the the salon owner is so scared to help them like or doesn't know how to support them in their growth right. that they won't allow them to raise their prices because of a b and c or you know because they missed their mark by two dollars and it's just like it becomes the, the a point where there's no growth how do you make more money it's a weird arbitrary scale it's, yeah. it's ridiculous too because if you have someone that wants to charge five hundred dollars for a haircut them. and they can do it why, Why are you stopping you them? Yeah. Right. Or if you have someone that wants to stay at a lower price, because my thing was I never wanted to raise my price too high because I liked the clientele that I had yeah. at my mid-range price. I had people that saved money for it and other people that it was nothing to them. Right. But also I run my business kind of like a garage sale now. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's true. I have a price that is on my website. That's my price. But everything goes through me. So some people I'm like, oh, like you're a struggling model who gives me good pictures. I'm going to do it for this price. Yeah. Or like, I, I like to be able to change it based on, yeah. like, I'm not going to, I don't gouge people, but I like to, I don't know, run it in a way that's beneficial for everyone. Yeah. yeah. Which I like that flexibility. Or if I have a free moment and I'm going to film a haircut, I'm going to be able to bring someone in. Right. Like, you know, yeah. things like that. So what, what's your take on social media? Because you... Yeah, I said, I don't know. Cause you're I still, pretty good at it. Yeah, I, I, have, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> like I literally, yeah. like sometimes I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, like everyone's like, you need structure. You have to do videos. You have to do this. It's like no. tutorial Tuesday, and I was like, tutorial Tuesday. I, I don't know. I like. I I I don't know. I decided like maybe I should do tutorials on Tuesday, but I just that was cute. I'm really bad at not doing Thursday things. though. So so not th- no not Thursday. It's a throwback. <laughs> all these rules we self-impose on each other that just make me so anxious but like um so one thing that i've like i struggle with all the time is like with social media is a lot of the people that have these huge 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 followings um god i don't know because i'm friends with a lot of these people too um it's like they uh, it's crazy that who can you call out that won't care i will not call anybody (laughs) i'm like you know who you are in my black book but there's there's so many people out there that do like like consistency is the key but the same exact thing over and over and over and over and over again and I feel like a lot of times since they it's boring it's not that it's boring it's like they hit the mass market of people and it's like everyone sees that and I feel like it changes these like what people think is aesthetically good or aesthetically pleasing yeah. and there's a big they're setting what it is because of how many is. people see them yeah because it's so saturated in that one thing and I feel like for me trying to work the social media angle me trying to work with a big uh, corporation and then also doing like the backstage thing where everyone's like, oh, we're cool, we're cool, we're anti-social media type of thing. Um, I feel like a lot of times like the, the, the people that I work with backstage like don't give social media, people that are famous on social media or the hair show thing, any clout because it's not raw. Like the, I don't know. It's, like I'm always, it's a hard balance. It's a hard balance. And I'm always stuck. Like What I want to try to do when I was at Bumble was try to bridge the gap between um, being taken seriously on social media, like being taken seriously by the people backstage about like trying to, I don't know. Yeah. It's like this weird necessary evil thing. If and... you don't do it, it in the future, I don't think people are really going to, unless you're going to, I mean, the good thing is it replaces like handing out your card. Yeah. Right. right? But at right. the same time, even, even our students, like, I always tell them, like, stop posting so much hair. Because yeah. I think, too. Right. I post more Pe- of myself. Well, people think. people like lifestyle as well. But yeah. it's like trying to figure out the balance of, like, I always want to be true to myself mm-hmm. whenever I do a posting type thing. But um, I don't know. I guess it puts so much pressure on trying to figure out, like, who you are and what kind of hairdresser you want to be. Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately for me is I don't always go the route that makes me the most money at all. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, because... 
I don't know. I don't know. Something I started teaching in uh, on tour, we do like breakout sessions, and I teach um, my breakout session is all about social media. Mm-hmm. And for a while there, because we get so overwhelmed with Instagram that um, because of what everybody else is posting, it it almost puts like weight on you. Yeah. And then what happens is you end up just not doing anything at all. Right. And so I practiced for like a week. Um, of staying on the right side of Instagram. So because we're addicted to it, I just wouldn't look at the feeds of other people at all or their That's stories. so hard. <laughs> I know. I forced myself to do it for a week. But what happened was because I couldn't do it and I wanted to be on it at every moment of my life, I started to post more and I started to show myself in my stories more and I only focused on responding in my comments, my DMs, and my stories. And I ended up creating so much more engagement for yeah. myself yeah. without thinking too much about it and it was so it happened so, organically yeah and so i challenge everybody to like if you're feeling overwhelmed by instagram like the right side of instagram stay on the right that's side so of instagram smart. i like that yeah i so, did not know you taught that oh yeah i don't see you in that yeah class. you don't see me <laughs> <laughs> see we have no idea what the other teaches when we separate like yeah because i'm always like in this battle especially like when i talk to my wife like what defines like being successful because people are like oh my gosh i wish you could do what you're doing and i was like but i feel like i don't do anything mm-hmm. um and, but we're and, also like <laughs> i forget how much like what i'm doing right now even though it's not to what i want what i want or hope right. or like i have so much bigger picture dreams i i'm like some people would kill to be in my place right but, you know and it's it's all about like perspective mm-hmm. and also like pre-social media we used to kill for this space right and it's kind of cool but then yeah. i forgot what it was like and i'm like well what's what's next but before social media like how would i how would i like i don't know i guess i didn't compare myself to that many i think it was people i think before even when social when instagram first came out i I thought it was stupid everyone was kind of just like i didn't even happen for a while but it i like what you said about being on the right side because i think it is a connector Mm -hmm. and i think it does give people opportunity i got the i got my job with sally hirschberger because of instagram so that's how i moved to new york city uh, most of what my students' jobs come from Instagram. Yeah, like, would I have been able to come to New York City without that? Probably. Would I have done it as quickly and dramatically yeah. as pot? No. Yeah. So there is this level of, I think, to, so I think technology is new to our generation. I think millennials, it's new yeah. to us. Yeah. And so we're overwhelmed by it. I think, Are we millennials? You seem a little younger than me. <laughs> he, he's 37 the- to 24. He hit the I'm not a millennial. <laughs> You're not? Oh, I thought you were. How old are you? Queen, I am 35. Uh, no, you are. You are. 37 to 24. Oh, never mind. I heard that opposite. I heard 27 to 35. <laughs> oh, no. I'm a millennial. You're yeah. a millennial. But, the, but the, the thing is that we get overwhelmed by technology because we lived in an age where there mm-hmm. wasn't. And then we, like, some of us didn't grow up with a computer, and then we got a computer, right? Mm-hmm. Dialogue. That's kind of what. I still don't own a computer. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So. I think the new generation, like Generation Z, which is 23 and younger coming up. They get blamed as millennials all the time. They're not millennials. And And, I'm like... And they're also not overwhelmed. Yeah. Also, like, how can you be a hairdresser and then a photographer and a video editor and, like, how is everyone's lighting so fucking good? And a newscaster. And a newscaster. Like, how is... And, and, like, how is everyone's lighting so good? Yeah. (laughs) You really have to learn to be everything. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, grandma's learning how to FaceTune. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I can't do it. (laughs) I can't do it all. But with social media, like, that's how I got to meet my other yellow twin, Sophia Hilton. Oh, yes, yeah. Yes, we love her. I love Sophia Hilton. We need to get Sophia on here, too. Oh, she my God, you have to. You'll come back. Yeah, she, 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 she DM'd me today, and she's like, I want you to cut my hair. And I was like, Sophia, you scare me. I don't want to do it. Um, like, I don't. Her Instagram, her Instagram is she's so. A, she's she, like my fitness inspo. No, she's, she, she's a, work, she's a workaholic, so and she just 
just got new clown tits. Yeah. Oh, great. And she has a baby and her husband that looks like what's-his-face from Aquaman? Oh, my like, God. Her husband looks gorgeous. Uh, it was so funny when she, she posts hilarious things. She's, I'm always like, wow, that's very intimate. I'm really obsessed with Oh, my God. Molly, she used to be like, do like, I used to do the club kid thing. She yeah. used to do like the BDSM club kid king thing. It. And now she's coming clean about it. Love you, Sophia. <laughs> she, she posted a picture of her... Um, how she met her husband. Oh, yeah, and yeah. it was her one, one night, night stand. Yeah. And it was pictures of him from that night. And I was like, wow. I, I think I'm going to be getting the uncensored version of this. <laughs> but yeah, I wouldn't have been able to meet her. And we started talking. We're like, oh, yellow twins. And then she was sent here with some company um, to New York. And then she came to see me. And we hung out oh, all night true. long. It's social media. And now Instagram. we talk all the time. Um, we'll let you be the cool. middleman to get it on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, 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 I'll do that. She's 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 a genius. I don't think I could ever be that hardworking or business oriented. Me, she exhausts me just watching her. I'm yeah. like, ugh. And no, I, I, can't I, even go I to don't work have now. a mind for business. That's why, um, even though it may seem like I have my shit together, I don't know what I'm doing. I have no idea what I'm doing. I think most right. of us don't. Yeah, and we I are don't. really good at faking it. Yeah, <laughs> like like totally faking it. I'm like, do I need to get an agent? Like, do this is gonna be my first year that I'm not going to Europe for Fashion Week. How's that feel? Um, it feels really good because uh, everyone thinks that I'm like, I'm sent there and they put me up. And No, I work with so many different hairdressers. I send myself. I pay for my own ticket. Yeah. Everyone I, always talks about, they're like, I want to go to Fashion Week overseas. It's not like, glamorous. It's not, I, I want to go one day. Like, you I got have, invited you have to, to do it at least once. Yeah. I got invited to London and, you know, and they ended up canceling that show, but they... They were like, okay, well, we'll see you there. And, yeah. like, that's it. Like, I was like, oh, my God, this is going to cost me two grand just to well, go do one pr- show. Pretty much. I, um, I, I, but when, I'm in, when I was in Europe this past time, I was there from September to October. I was there for 22 days straight, Milan, Paris, and then I taught a class um, with this other company in Berlin called Grand Maison. But I worked probably two shows a day starting at 4.30, 5 a.m., um, you have to get yourself to the show that hour, so it's a car. Mm-hmm. And then in between, you're rushing, so you're taking another car, and cars in Milan are really expensive. So to get paid 200 euro a show, to spend, it's just so much money. Yeah. And I'm in a, I'm in an Airbnb with a bunch of my friends. There's four of us there. We're sharing beds. Yeah. It's like we're all in our 30s, but we're living like we're in college dorms. Yeah. Um, and New York's already almost like that. Yeah. So it's yeah. like there's no I, break. I, there's no <laughs> break, and it's so much fun, and I did so much cool shit, and it's awesome. But I'm taking a break from it. Um, I'm like, I'm getting too old. My body hurts. Uh, and You don't miss it sometimes. I stopped doing fashion well, I'm, here I'm, in New York. And I'm, I'm, like, I'm not I, sure if I'm going to miss it because right now is you men's. you got to take a year off to see if yeah, you Yeah, right now is men's and it's cold as fuck yeah. there. And I'm not going for women's ready to wear in February, beginning of March. I'm actually going on a vacation in March. Ooh, That's great. For like yeah. the first time in how long? For the, for like a, I'm going with, um, uh, my wife and I are going with a friend's family to Aruba. That's amazing. Ooh, that's nice. But it's like a friend's family vacation. It's yeah, super strange. That's, fine. But, um, yeah, that's how so, hairdressers go on vacation. Yeah. Some right? friend invited them. Right. Yeah, it's a friend's family. Right. Finally. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I'm going to miss it. I'm still doing New York. Um, I'm probably going to miss it. But I have to figure out what's next. Like, do I want to teach more? Do I want to get an agent? I don't well, know. That, you, you should ask your followers what they want from yeah. you. Yeah. What do you have them vote? Well, well people, people, people keep asking me how. They're like, how can we take a class with you? They're like, jump like, off a cliff or teach a class. Right? I was like, I, I'm not sure. Let me see if I can develop curriculum. I'm like, That's I don't, awesome. I don't know. Like, do I, do I, should I teach with somebody else? Do I get, I, I don't know. Yeah. So I think you just going to do your to, own thing. I'm trying to figure that out this year. Yeah. I can see you teaching. Oh, I Absolutely. love teaching. It's my yeah. favorite thing. But I just like, I don't oh, yeah, have. Oh, you came from, I mean. Uh, yeah, I came background. from education background, but I never had to put together like. Your own. A PowerPoint. What is it called an Apple? Not PowerPoint. Keynote. 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 I've never had to put together a keynote. We'll help you. Um, yeah. We'll help you over here. And like. <laughs> DTH business will help yeah, you. I know, I know. And I'm like, well, what do we want to teach? Like, I don't know. I don't know. God, I'm 
You, you know, do know, Misha. You, know you do exactly know exactly what everybody wants. Um, but I wanted to bring that up. You said, should I get an agent? Yeah. And I kind of have this theory that agents are kind of going away. Yeah, right. I've gotten more jobs without an agent. Well, without an agent, but like I'm, I want to do more like. Um, like red carpet to, I want to like okay, yeah. I want to develop a relationship with someone like I did a hairstyle a style for the Chanel show for this one it blew um, chick up. and it blew the fuck up who was she <laughs> so her her name is um she's awesome her name is Vanessa the the Hope Pursuit the uh, Pursuit um <laughs> and I found out about that the day of my friend Doug Discolorist who's now at Main Space he's awesome too you should talk to him about color. Yes. He's cuckoo kachoo. I love a cuckoo. Um, <laughs> but he does her hair color, and he has the monopoly on um, doing, like, blonde Asians right now, which is, mm-hmm. like, wild, because he's really good at it. Um, and he's like, hey, can you do this chick's hair? And I was like, ah, oh, it's my day off. He's like, where are you? I'm like, I'm getting Botox <laughs> uptown. And he's like, she wants this pearl hairstyle. So I talked to her, and she wanted pearls in her hair. And I was like, okay. I'm like, where do you live? She lived five minutes from me. Literally the only reason why I said I would do it. Um, so she was going to get pearls from, like, Claire's. And I was like, girl, no. Like, you can't go to Claire's to get pearls yeah. for a shell show. <laughs> so I went to a bead store, bought a bunch of pearls, glued them to some shit. And in a half an hour, like, did 64 pearls and went to her house. And we, like, collaborated together. And then the shit blew up. Yeah. That's so cool. It was everywhere. And, blew, and people keep asking me how they can buy the pearls from me. And I'm like, I don't know. I, I hot glued them, like, some, like... <laughs> I grew up going to drag shows in high school, and I just learned how to glue shit together. Um, so now if you have a hot glue gun, you, you can, can do fix anything. The world. So I figured emotional how to make problems, those. beads, everything, everything. Fix everything. But I want to, I want to develop like a relationship with someone or a few people that do. Yeah, and I think that's what's interesting is that the agencies are what they're going to have to change is that they're going to be networks and not just this is your job. Yeah, this is what we take from I mean, you. There you go. It's yeah. going to be like. It's not, it's gonna be true networking. Yeah, that's why I think I want to go for a more celebrity model red carpet geared agency versus one that would get you jobs in like yeah. fashion doing e commerce because I really want to like develop interesting relationships with someone. Yeah. You want to have stories. I want to have stories. Yeah, and I want to I want to like not just do someone's hair that I meet for the first time and then walk away from them. I want to like let's collaborate. Yeah, um, that's how I feel. With, I only have a few celebrity clients, but that's how I. Feel. I don't really do anything else besides that. Yeah. And I, but I like that. Yeah. And I like being on call for them. And I like, right. Because I know them. I go to their house. Yeah. You, you become part of their life. And, right. and when you're, we're water signs, mm-hmm. that's important to us. That's important because I have like, to become, like, I'm a very uncomfortable person. Right. <laughs> like, I'm anxious. Th- and I think that's why, like, my hair is yellow. You're like, I, I want wear... one person that can fund my whole entire oh, life. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's why, like, I wear a I'm like, can shit. I meet The everybody? wife is obviously not doing that. <laughs> right? Right? Like, I like, I don't know. You and your wife have collaborated a lot, too. Yeah. She's a photographer. We, we have. Um, she did, like, did she do the shoot, and correct me if I'm wrong, where you were, like, on the couch, and, like, it was oh, really that bright? Was, that was for this magazine she worked with for a while, Posture. It was, like, this queer magazine in Brooklyn, and it was a collaboration with Zappos for the yes. new sneaker initiative, The Ones, and she had me be one of the models for it in this whole yellow room, which was super cool. It was really so cool. cool. She creative directed that. it. That was That was fun. Um, but it's great a lot for you because you get yeah. all the pictures. She knows how to do all the the, the techie back end stuff and all the fancy camera hoot nanny. How is it? How is it being with someone who is also creative? Um, it's it's really good. Is she water sign too? No, Gemini. Oh, that's Ooh, good for you. Gemini, Gemini. <laughs> <laughs> you never know what it's you're gonna good. get. <laughs> um, it is good because she knows how she does my website. She like knows all the back ends of the Instagram stuff. She knows how to look at my contracts. She knows your industry. Yeah. What's the yeah. struggle with two creative people together? Um, 
when we were trying to work together all the time and I was still working at Bumble, like on the days off, she would want to be creative on my Saturday and Sunday or whatever. And I had nothing left to give. And that, that was hard because there's never any real downtime. Um, but now we just did a shoot last Sunday together, which was like a 12 hour shoot. Super fun. Um, it's, it's great, but I feel like we have to figure out the balance between like having a relationship and being creative. Yeah. And, um, she's now working a full-time job and I'm freelance and you've swapped, we've swapped. So now I'm freelance and I'm still working, but taking care of all the house stuff and she's the full-time. It's like, it's like we were never, we're never on the same page. No, it's intense. I've, I've dated creative people. It's very hard. I actually have a very hard time with it. It's hard. It's fun. Also, it's interesting because what, like, when she's doing an edit for something for me, I'll backseat drive the whole thing and be like, well, why can't you do this? Mind you, I don't know anything about editing. And she's like, uh-huh. Or if she's shooting something I'm working on, sometimes I get a little lazy with the hair, and I was like, oh, you'll just Photoshop that later, right? <laughs> and she's like, we can't Photoshop, like, everything. But it's, it's time. Yeah. yeah. Time consuming. But it's, it's fun because um, she taught me how to use a camera a few days ago. Oh, nice. That's great for you. I know. She's like, stop taking your pictures with your iPhone that has like hairspray smudged on the back. (laughs) And I was like, but it creates a cool filter. It's vintage filter. Right? She's like, you need a camera. Let me show you how to use it. She's like, let me teach you how to put music to your videos. And I was like, what? Oh my God. That's so cute. And you two have a, you have one dog? Oh my God, no, we have two dogs. We have two dogs. We have chicken. Chicken, yeah. Yeah, that's his little underbite. So cute. Follow Let me them. see, that is so cool. Chicken Bean Sprout on Instagram. Then we have oh our gosh. white dog, Bean, who's beautiful, but a handful. Then we have a cat we found in a box named Sprout that has six toes and is growing oh to be the biggest one in the whole family. It's huge. Well, it's uh. funny because your, your dog's name is Chicken, but I always call my dog Chicken as yeah. a nickname because my, I have family in Ireland and they call each other chick instead of saying honey they say chicken they say chicken yeah and so that's I started so calling cute. Griffin chicken he's kind of chicken-esque and I feel like I keep calling him chicken and people are like that's such a cute name I'm like that's not his name his name what? is Griffin <laughs> Griffin's cute too yeah but no so I, I love the name chicken for your dog but your dog is definitely more of a chicken yeah, he looks like a chicken nugget <laughs> that's another reason why I'm, I'm not going to Europe as well because before Morgan was freelance she would work occasionally and take care of the animals and whatever whatever while I was gone but this past time, I was gone for 22 days, God bless her, maybe it was 23, and she took care of two dogs and a cat seven days a week while working full-time uh, in a corporate job, and she had to travel last minute to Chicago one of those days. You just employed the cats to take yeah. care of the dogs. Right, yeah, like, you got this, so we have her brother come down, but it was like, trying to travel. When you got home, was she like, never again? She's like, I know you had to do it for your career. She's like, this is a bit too long. Yeah. But it is hard because like it when, when I post on social media when I'm doing the shows, I don't post the work I do backstage anymore. Yeah. I stopped doing it a few years ago because it wasn't my work. Yeah. And um, it's always a it's always, it's always a shit show someone else wants to do. Right. So I it would it would be me with a glass of wine in Milan or yeah. like me and with pizza. Love, they love that, that way more yeah. than any of the yeah, hair you did. Except for that Chanel one because that blew up. But, right, but that, <laughs> that was someone attending the show. It yeah. wasn't backstage at the show. So I stopped posting the work I was doing, so it seemed like I was on vacation. Right. Ish. Even you look though, so glamorous. Oh my god, yeah. yeah, but I was like, I wanted to fucking die. Everybody, everybody wants to do Fashion Week in Europe now because of that. Yeah. What's funny? Good job. And, 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 it, and it is fun, but it is like a, a ton of work. And also when you're backstage, like you can't sit there and take pictures or put your phone no. away. Yeah. You can't people like... Get, people look at you look get, here. You have to be sneaky sneaky. You have to be sneaky sneaky, but be professional, um, even though there is a video of me sleeping backstage <laughs> at Balenciaga when the models were doing a run through, but... Um, our call time was 5 a.m. Yeah, no, it's like, too early. Come on. <laughs> so yeah. what, 
few things. First thing is, if you were to give advice to... A lot of our listeners are not in big cities. Mm-hmm. So if you were to give advice to people that were looking to get more out of their career or to make a, take a risk and take a leap in their career, what would you tell them to do? Or what would you tell your old Buffalo self? Um, I would pretty much do exactly what I did. Look for inspiration. Like, like know, know your hair heroes. That's like another Bumble term. He Michael Gordon created a book called Hair Heroes, mm-hmm. which was amazing. It's like everyone, like people that you didn't, no would be your hero until you started like delving into what they were and knowing your history and like where things came from and and um, I watched the Kevin Aquan uh, um, documentary. documentary. I haven't yeah. seen that yet because oh I God. know I'm gonna You're cry. Gonna your he eyes was out. like my makeup inspiration growing like, up. Like, uh, like Max Pinal was in it and I got to assist Max Pinal for like a few things. Um, when I was at Bumble, he had me hold the blow dryer for him while he held the brush and I was like, huh? <laughs> and it was the most confusing, but it was so cool. Like, know, know and respect your hair heroes and and do your research and have like, and, and, and like look at actual like books. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's so bring many. Bring them back. Bring them back. My friend Darian Darling, she's an amazing makeup artist, really into like the 70s and like, like vintage culture and all of that jazz. And she finds all her references in books. Yeah. Um, like, well, we really, have to. Like, yeah. Studio 54 books and like, just like. For some reason, we don't. I think as hairdressers, we don't do that. Yeah. And we don't teach it. No, yeah. and, I, and I think there's something so good about physically. Like, yes, you can scroll and find things archived Current on the internet. And, yeah. But um, physically going through books and like developing like what what you like yeah. I always tell um, my students to mimic their idols yeah because even you know there's this concept of like nothing is original but right. if you and I were given the same blueprint on the same model no matter what it's going to come out completely different, different. yeah so oh, it's like oh, mimic oh. them oh so I always have this big idea and I never do it because I always say I'm going to do it and I have it written in my little book you want to give it away you're about to give it away I'm not going to uh, no, it's not going to give it away. Okay. Like, so, like, everyone's doing, like, ew, these challenges online. But I'm going to sit down, like, my creative friends and I, we're like, let's hang out, but let's not go to a bar. Let's, yeah. like, like, let's do some fun things. So we want to do things where we have a mood board and, like, two different hairdressers look at the mood board and we have a model. We're in different rooms. Okay. And I want us to create, like, looking That's at the same mood board. such a good idea. I think it'd be so much, because it's like you're developing That could be part of your class. I want to be part of this. That could, that could be a fun class. Because, like, so... When, when we were doing sound classes at Bumble, a lot of times we would look at an image, recreate it, and I became a really good copycat, mm-hmm. and it, which is so important to technical. do. Technical. Yeah, so technical. I became such a good copycat. Like, I could copy anything. I could do, like, a ponytail with the grain, like, fucking perfect. But then when I had to do shoots on my own, all of a sudden I was like, whoa, I can't think at all for myself. Right. I'm, like, looking at these images, and I'm like, I'm like, do you want, do you want a ponytail? Do you want like a super <laughs> do you want specific a French twist? I'm like, do you want a super specific look? Like, can I copy one of these? But I didn't know how to think for myself. Right. So I wanted to get a few of my friends together to like do that. We haven't yet because I I can't follow through. That's but so cool. but like like looking at a mood board, looking at inspiration, looking year. at images. Do it next year. And do it. You do can it do next a year. whole thing. This do is it. a whole. But I think that'd be so thing. fun. And then to see like, but you can't see what the other people are doing. It's kind of like that game that you had to play. With. You ever play that game when you were a kid and you had to sit back to back? Yeah, and draw and you something. Have to draw the same yeah. thing. Like yeah. you, had to you could call it like the copycat challenge. Oh, yeah, twinning. or yeah, or something like yeah. that. Because I think it'd be so cool with the same reference yeah. and the same direction. The and then you could post what you could do with your, with your followers. You could post a picture, and then they could all submit them to you. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool too. Done. It'd be it's so happening. Cool. Start yeah. copying things yeah. and send yeah. them to Misha. Yeah. So I think that that's cool. And just like when I, I would also like sit there with a doll head in between my legs, and each week I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do cornrows this week, and I watch TV and do cornrows. Or I would like watch the video of Laurent Philippone doing a Marcel wave, and I would try to copy it and like just keep, get that muscle memory going and just keep practicing, practicing, practicing. Yeah, that's amazing. I, it's hard to 
I think it's hard to stay motivated, especially if you're not. New York keeps you motivated. Yeah. LA keeps it's you motivated. So but I think exhausting. When you're, it's exhausting. But I think when you live in like the middle mm. of the the middle of the states, it it's hard to yeah to yeah. stay there. So I think knowing your hair here is like you said, yeah. constantly getting look at books, inspiration, inspiration. Like, like physical, and then just like jump. <laughs> Yeah, and then just be like, okay, I'm gonna go I'm do this now. now. And it's it is it is it is, it is, yeah. it is so scary though. <laughs> She'll um, guide you into your next step. And our Gu- last, guide you into things that I don't know because I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> our last question that we always ask people is for, and it's kind of on the spot. Yeah. Me, yeah. But to share one of your funniest hair stories that you can think of, like something that happened to me. Anything. The most okay. The funniest year I know. <laughs> it um, be in, the more inappropriate, the better. Okay, so before <laughs> I went to hair school, um, and when I was in college, I was uh, a bartender at a TJ Fridays. I was a flare bartender, best job ever. And then they got rid of the flare, which was so sad. But <laughs> What's um, a flare, flare. I would flip bottles and like oh, yeah, yeah, fire, yeah, yeah, things yeah. like that. Okay. Can you so, still do that now? Um, I mean, I went to clown school growing up too, so I think <laughs> it was got like this in the back. I think I, th- I think it was. You went to clown school. We didn't even touch oh, on that. We're already forty five minutes. We in. have to bring her back. <laughs> that, that, the clown school is a whole other thing of where I got, wh- how I became who I. Anyway, so um, it was it was it was in downtown Buffalo. It was in a convention center um, area. It was below a hotel, and there was a hair show in town before I ever did hair. And they were doing like scouting to find models. And um, I had some really weird Buffalo emo-esque whatever hair like everyone did. And they were like, do you want to, can we do your hair for a hair show? And I was like, cool, yeah. And I was like really skinny at the time, thought I was like so hot. So they did, I think it was, I don't know who it was, Redkin maybe? They did my hair and it was like orange and they made this weird orange yellow star on the top of my head and it was like short and spiky. And they did my... Do you have a picture of this? I don't. I wish I did. But um, so when they were dressing me, they put me in a black uh, tube top thing and like a black skirt and these like impossible heels. So they did my hair color on stage. They had a cape on me. They rinsed me, brought me back on stage and styled my hair and then took the cape off on stage. And what I didn't know was my tube top came all the way down. And so I have this insane star on the top of my head. It's all spiky. And I'm topless on stage in a convention center. And I had to like stand up and do the runway walk. And I was like, do I pull it up? Do I keep it down? So I kind of shimmied it up a little bit. But um, yeah, I had this. That is so great. This isn't recorded anywhere? I don't. It is now. I have no idea how to even. I feel like like my entire life before 22 is just like a series of just random blackouts that I don't remember. Yeah. And. Everything was on a digital camera or I know. a camera that you lost. Yeah. And in it was the club it was before weekend. Facebook. You've but, lost um, that SD card. I, I've I've lost that and yeah. So they saw my sweet hair and my boobs. That's I love hilarious. It. That's a great story. And then yeah. that that'd be a great segue into clown school. We don't have time. <laughs> this has been so fun. Thank yeah. you for 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 coming and yeah. hanging out with us. And we want to have you back for that clown. I'm yeah. like already. Yeah, we're, I'm gonna get. We're the bringing story her back. People. I mean, I'm I'm into it. Let's talk about inspiration and where you can get it from because clowns and drags changed yeah. my life. <laughs> That'll be episode two. I know. But thank you for being here. Yeah, we'll thank you for having really me. Soon. If any of you want to know more about our tour, please visit destroythehairdresser.com/tour and get signed up. Bye. Bye. <laughs>